Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Happy Thanksgiving, realists! So today we're going to start off by talking a little bit about the holiday season and just kind of see where that takes us. But we certainly want to say that we're really thankful for all of you, our listeners. And if you are enjoying listening to the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever platform you're using. And if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us, then you can send us an email at tellmesomethingrealpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and follow us on Instagram. Okay, so Kelly, now how about let's get real. What you want to talk about with the holidays? Well, let's talk about food. I'm all about food. <clears throat> Tell me about food. Like, I mean, I don't know what you're doing this year, but obviously our Thanksgiving is very different than it. Okay, now I'm lying. It's not that different than it usually is. I've lived across, across the country. Say. I've lived so far away from like family for many years of my life. And the last couple of years have been the first in a long time that I actually spent it with um, family. And it's mostly been with my in-laws. Um, mm -hmm. But we're not doing that this year, obviously, because of yeah. you know, pandemic and pandemic. all. So we'll do like a Zoom with them. Um, I'm still going to make Thanksgiving things, but it was weird shopping because like I shopped differently during the pandemic. And um, so I didn't buy all of the things that I normally buy. And also this is the first Thanksgiving that I'm doing vegan. Usually it's just vegetarian. And so like there are things that I haven't necessarily made vegan in big form before, like mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Like I make vegan mac and cheese all the time, right? But like out of a yeah. box and then I add stuff to it. I don't even think that I've made vegan mac and cheese at home that was like Southern style soul food kind of mac and cheese before. So um, I'm going to maybe attempt that, but with whatever I have in my house, nothing that I've gone out and bought, and bought for a specific recipe. Um, wow. I did buy like collard greens. I'm really stoked about nice. that. I'm going to make cornbread stuffing for the first time. I've never made cornbread stuffing before, but I have cornmeal. So hey. that is what's happening. Usually I do it with bread. Um, but, you know, it's just things so are a little bit different. So you make the cornbread first and then chop it up and then make stuffing from the cornbread? Is that? So I got a recipe a I make stuffing from ago. a box. It's called stovetop. So. I used to do that as well, but it has chicken stock in it <laughs> I and I don't eat chicken anything. So, and it's a total bummer because I love stovetop stuffing and it's, I know. it's, here's what's really upsetting about it too, just to like go off on a little tangent here. Um, I don't understand why all food doesn't just start as vegan. And then if you feel a need to add some animal mm. product to it, then go for it. Mm -hmm. Because I use like this bouillon that's not chicken bouillon yeah. and it tastes 
exactly like whatever that flavor is because the flavor doesn't come from the meat or the animal. The flavor comes from flavoring, you know? Exactly. So like, why can't stovetop stuffing have like fake stuff in it? And then they don't have to kill anything. And then it, oh, it's just so upsetting to me because now I have to make my own. Now I did make my own last year when we had, was it last year or the year before? Maybe mm-hmm. last year when we had our in-laws oh, over and I made stuffing yeah. not stovetop for the first time ever. And you know, used bread and it was, it was really, really good. But, um, I think I just use vegetable stock then. So had I had, had I figured out this whole not chicken bouillon thing then, oh, that Mm would have been bomb. So, but yes, with the cornbread thing, I just found this recipe on the web a few months ago and wrote it down in my book because I knew that I would use it later. I'm supposed to make the cornbread tonight because it's supposed to sit overnight. Um, is that going to happen? We'll see. I don't know. And then you do something to it. (gasps) Yeah. I probably need things like like onions and stuff. I didn't even think to buy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is going to be an interesting Thanksgiving. All right. What are you, what are you doing? Because now I'm stressing. (laughs) (laughs) So literally 24 hours ago, I had no interest in doing anything for Thanksgiving. Um, and I wasn't even thinking about cooking anything at that point, but I needed something. I needed coffee creamer from the store. And so I ended up going to the grocery store last night and Kelly, you know, I never go to the grocery store. So, uh, this was a big deal. And, um, and I'm like, you know, I walk in the door and right there, bam, first thing, fresh cranberries. And I'm like, Ooh, Oh man, hello. I got to get the fresh cranberries. I'll make the cranberry sauce. Fine. I'll do the fresh cranberry sauce. So I'm like, well, if I need fresh cranberries, then I got to get oranges. Cause you got to have mm-hmm. oranges. So then I got to go find oranges. And then I see like the organic greens and I'm like, Ooh, Kelly got collard greens. So I'm looking around. Well, they don't have collard greens, but they had mustard greens. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll get mustard greens. So then I got mustard greens. And then I figured I'll just grab another box of stovetop stuffing and then I was like, well, I should make the green bean casserole if I'm going this far out. So I got <laughs> green beans and the stuff for green bean casserole. And I was like, well, if I'm doing all this, then I definitely have to make pumpkin pie. So then I went to all the stuff for pumpkin pie. Are you going to do it with um, real pumpkins? Like with actual pumpkins? There was no real pumpkins at the store. I was My nephew has pumpkins. He showed them to me last night. Nice. <laughs> I know a place if you need them. That's probably in a different state. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I bought an organic uh, pie pumpkin a few weeks ago and I roasted it for the baby Mm -hmm. and I didn't think to taste it, but just gave it to her and she made this face. And so then like the babysitter tasted it and it was like the most bitter, horrible pumpkin ever. And I'm like, oh, so I don't know if bad year for pumpkins maybe anyway so no it's not gonna be fresh pumpkin but on my way to get pumpkin pie crust I ran across a chocolate pie <gasps> which is my husband's favorite Hello. So like a meringue like you know the Marie calendars the frozen one is the one he likes okay anywho so then I got that so it sort of became this whole ordeal and I ended up spending like over a hundred dollars at the grocery store so I guess I am doing a big Thanksgiving dinner I was going to even go out. I figured if I've come this far, I was going to go out on a limb and buy the stuffed tofurkey. 
Oh, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they didn't have any of that. Oh, so no. I guess we won't. I have some seton, and so it's going to be a toss-up whether we have curry seton <laughs> or sesame ginger seton to go with our Thanksgiving Yum. <laughs> I mean, no, that's really good. That's probably what I'm having for dinner, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. I got... My husband really, really likes, and I do too, but I have been vegan since pandemic and can't imagine going back now to vegetarian. Um, mm-hmm. But he really likes the corn brand, Q-U-O-R-N, yeah. of mm-hmm. the turkey roast thing. And it's yeah. so good. I just can't eat it because it, it has like egg egg and maybe milk in it or something like that. So I bought him one of those, and then I bought me one of the big ass garden things that ha- is stuffed. I have never tried that before in my life. I've never, I mean, for years, I never had any sort of meat substitute for, yeah. for these, th- these holidays. And that was fine because there's so much food. Um, sure. It's only since, you know, we've been together um, that I've started doing the, the tofurkey really. And, but I'm excited about it because I like food. And I am always excited about trying new foods. I yeah. I don't wanted to make a pie, like I wanted to make a pie, um, but then it occurred to me that I do not have a pie um, pan, which seems mm-hmm. important to make pie. For years and years, I had more pie pans than I could do anything with, and then one move after another. Now I only have like the most shallow pie pan ever, and it's just not worth it. So. I don't know. I I have the stuff to make pumpkin pie. I think if I wanted to make a tea, a shallow pumpkin pie, nice. But you gotta make a pumpkin pie. I feel like if that's the only thing anyone made on Thanksgiving, then that would be enough. So yeah, that was kind of like what I was thinking. I was like, I'll make a pumpkin pie and call it good. But yeah, I got like all in the spirit. The cranberries took me there. So it makes me so happy. Yeah. So anyway, but I just had a thought as you were talking, (laughs) I decided to come into my office today um, because I just had to get out of my house. It was Mm -hmm. insanely crazy feeling at my house. So, um, but that means I'm passing by the health food store on my way home. And that means I could stop and I guarantee, well, night before Thanksgiving, I don't want to guarantee anything, but that's going to be my best bet to because I really do want to try this fake turkey thing um I, I usually don't like that kind of stuff so I steer clear of it but I, I mean like I I will say that the corn brand if you are mm-hmm. not vegan if you just don't eat meat um even if you're dairy free because I think if if there's milk in there it's scant I mean there's yeah, not sure. you know it's not like bleeding milk it is so good I mean, yeah, I could just eat the it. whole thing. And then um, we've actually tried, and we eat these for regular meals. This is to- a totally different situation, but Gardein makes these breaded turkey, um, I don't know, cutlets, I guess is what mm-hmm. you call them. I don't know yeah. what meat's called. Um, and, they come, and they come with gravy. So oh. they're so good. So good. we've eaten those. Um, and I like use the gravy on, um, I mean, they're good with the gravy, but I will yeah. make mashed potatoes and put it on there. Okay. 
I made it not that long ago and put it on the Instagram page. Yeah, I feel, put, like like, I, cranberry I feel like I'm picturing something. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like mean, I it's actually it. really good. I've never, I mean, it never would have occurred to me to eat a breaded turkey thing, much less a breaded, you know, fake turkey thing, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, but I think that you will like the corn. I don't think that you can go wrong with corn. Corn also has vegan stuff. It is my favorite brand of faux chicken. Like, yeah, the texture's so good. And then when they when they bread things, the crispiness of the breading when you bake mm -hmm. it in the oven is so on point. Yeah, like, that's like super so important because mm -hmm. I think that texture of the crispiness can carry you through just about any other texture that might be awaiting you inside. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but their texture is on point. And so, I mean, it's like the best yeah. fake chicken ever. Like it's mm -hmm. so good. Um, what was I going? Oh yeah. So I don't know about like pie thing because like it was just my birthday and I made cupcakes, but didn't frost them yet. So I still have to do that. And I might just make oh. a cake for birthdays instead oh, of yeah. making a pie type thing, because that sounds more interesting. You're more of a cake person than a pie person anyway, aren't you? I like to, I really like pie. I don't like making pie. Uh, it feels see, like such an ordeal. You. Like I used to make a pumpkin and pecan pie like every single holiday, but I just, mm -hmm. that was back when, you know, my grandmother would send me bags of pecans from a cousin and like, I would just have bags of pecans in my freezer and now I have to buy them and they're so expensive. Wait. And so. Why wasn't your grandmother buying pecans from my grandfather? Mm, because I'm like offended now. Well, because when your cousin gives them to you, you don't have to buy them from anyone. Whatever. <laughs> All the proceeds go to help the children's home. I had no idea your grandfather sold pecans, but these came oh from like a tree God. in my cousin's yard. Oh, uh, well, you so, can't eat that. Yeah. Well, my grandfather was like famous in Colombia for I had like the pecan no idea. man. Your grandfather was you famous for so many things. Well, and mostly for not. the being the pecan man. He was like the highest seller in this yearly fundraiser every year um, for the children's home. Uh, and he sold these pecans. And it's just crazy to me. Like Fascinating. people would go crazy for pecans. I'm not that big of a pecan fan. I, you know, whatever. Um, they're dry. They make my mouth feel see, like gross ooh, and dry when I eat them. Interesting. I don't like that. I, there's things that have that effect. Like they leave a texture in my mouth. Spinach does that. Oh my goodness. I, I love spinach I so I love it much. too. And then I hate the next six hours of my life where like the inside of my mouth has like a dry texture to it. And even like if you, even if you saute it. Yeah. Or even now it raw does it too. And it didn't used to do it when it was raw. Now it does it when it's raw. That, uh, raw makes sense to me. Sautéing spinach doesn't make sense to me. No, I, at first I noticed it with sautéed spinach. Wow, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, it's horrible. I'm not really, I don't, I like nuts in theory, but I don't go over, I mean, I like them, I like a cashew. I like, I like a, a cashew, cashew if it's, if, I'm good with a cashew. If it has coconut all over it, I like if it, if it has like, um, I think Trader Joe's has like dill pickle cashews. I don't know. I oh. could be wrong. I used to go to the farmer's market and they would have like nuts that were like honey roasted, um, mm -hmm. have it, all the things. I like those kind of nuts. Um, I always have them in my house because I make so many 
like faux cheese sauces out of cashew now that yeah, I don't yeah. eat cheese. Um, mm-hmm. So I always have them, but I'm not, but not just to munch on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't keep nuts around. I might buy cashews every now and then, and then I just pretty much eat them. And I like almonds. I, I don't mind almonds here and there. But outside of that, not a huge nut person. Yeah. So. And and can I say something about pecan pie? I would love for you to. What's going on with the pecan pie? And tell me, Kelly, are you with me or against me on this one? The pecan pie that's like the balance of the syrupy sweet part to the pecan part is off and it's too much syrupy sweet and not enough pecan. Like, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I hate that. Uh, well, I don't want it to be syrupy to begin with. I want it to have that like kind of gooeyness. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we're talking about it, that's not where I thought you were going with this. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like this horrible memory. Um, there must have been something um, in my family that made it that way. Um, I, there has to be a good balance, like a ratio of I actually, to syrup. Okay, so I really thought that you were going to start talking about if I liked it with with chocolate chips in it or not. Um, Is that an option? Absolutely. I didn't know that was an option. My grandmother used to make one of each. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been missing out. That's like a whole different world. We're not it, even like in, that's not even the same thing if you add chocolate to it. I really think that if you are going to invest in that much sugar, mm-hmm. you need to just go all the way. Well, caro syrup. That was the first time I learned what caro syrup was. Oh for. my goodness. Yes. <laughs> and, and like, cause the thing about a pecan pie is it can be made all from things that have survived like a nuclear Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pecans, caro syrup, flour. You can gain multiple <laughs> pounds just on one pecan pie. Yeah, and can we yeah. talk about, all right, because w- when you were saying this, you've been saying pecan and maybe it's because I'm saying pecan and then it's I'm, I'm influencing pecan. you. Say, and then you I said pecan. pecan. I say yeah, pecan. I'm kind of offended by pecan. Really? So I think it's something that happened it, when I moved to the West Coast. Uh, I never heard because, anyone say that when I lived on the West Coast. I'm not saying they do. I'm saying that <laughs> I think that when it became an issue about pecan or pecan, and I know I grew up, everybody saying pecan, because it's very Southern. Um, well, I just feel the, like that's how, I don't, give me any other word where you pronounce C-A-N, con. Um, I would have to think about that. The consulope. <laughs> pecan. But uh, I think I've just done it as Dr- like, a, <laughs> I just want to be rebellious to the whole system. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm just going to, choose to say pecan to piss off all the pecan sayers because okay. it always like irritates people it's it's there people get like, it irritate it actually pecan. does irritate me because <laughs> i so feel funny. like when did you get so uppity <laughs> like why like and again it really does it does just come down to because when i usually when people have this sort of issue with words I have to really think about it because once I start thinking about it, I don't know how I pronounce things. But with this one, it really does come down to what other words that are spelled C-A-N do you Mm -hmm. pronounce con? Because Mm -hmm. I can't think of any. And so I'm just going, I know how to read. I understand Mm -hmm. how words and 
letters work. And, um, well, I think I'm this, confused this is the heart. I think this really boils down. Uh, this is the heart of the Beaufort, North Carolina argument. I actually mm. just recently was talking to someone from Beaufort, South Carolina. And Beaufort's weird. Why is it called Beaufort? Okay, but think B-E-A-U says beautiful. It makes sense that it's yeah. Beaufort. So remember when we went to Beaufort, North Carolina, and well, I'm like... Well, Beaufort's weird too. I just don't understand why anything's called that. Like, but that's not how that anything? B-E-A-U doesn't, I mean, it does say bow if it stands alone. And I guess that's how they, yeah. they, you know, like you have a bow, it. you know? Yeah. But when it's a prefix to another word or another part of a word, like it's a full or <laughs> for, <laughs> it's pronounced bew. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that same argument. What do Now that we're getting into it. This is exactly where I thought this podcast was going today. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, it's better to not know where it's going. Probably. Um, all right. So now that we're getting into this topic, it's a topic now. It is. Um, why do we put extra letters in things? Like, why? All right. Let's talk about this. So I'm going to, uh, the word block. Why does it need that C? I don't know. Black. Why does it need that C? Rick. Okay, I think, Why does Rick need a C? That's not okay, even a real name. I it's think, called Richard. I, I think there's an explanation for that one. Okay. The C in front of the K indicates the vowel will be short that is in front of the C. So I think that's actually uh, a grammar rule. Let's talk about this. C-H, yeah. because I can go, because I can say ch or I can say cuh with a C-H, why wouldn't you just give me a K if you need for me to say cuh? Yeah, and, and this, this is why? exactly uh, why I hate categories, because the but, letter K, the, the die is somehow weighted to pick the letter K more often than any other letter, mm. but every word you can think of, and then it's this I trick love letter. I categories so I actually much. do it's too. Like my favorite <laughs> but I've gotten disillusioned to playing it because I think my board is like um, rigged or something to always, like we get, we get K like twice in a game. And, and what I hate about K is like other word letters like X and you know, you those are hard can we talk what? about x is it an x or it is the name xander what that's a z put a, a z there you don't xander, have to be special like what xander i don't understand x. it xander with an x was on the short list of boy names if my baby had been a boy can Just we talk about why alexander is alexander not alex and Alexander, Alexander, yeah. not oh, Alexander. This is just, oh look, gosh. people who do not speak English and then they have to learn English as a second language yeah. should be given medals because there's something wrong with our language. And I really, really feel for people learning a language. Like I, so I have talked about this in the podcast before, I think, but I am on Duolingo. Mm -hmm. um, and... I initially was on it maybe because when, before we went to Ireland, we were learning Gaelic 
Mm -hmm. um, and that was super, super fun because a lot of signs and things in Ireland are actually in both English and Gaelic. I know. Um, <laughs> it's so, so awesome. That was and really thank you, by the way, for not just writing them in Gaelic, which is like a practically dead language. Um, well, they're bringing it back. Are um, they bringing it back? They That's awesome. teach it in school. Um, but so anyway, so now I'm learning Spanish which is kind of ridiculous because I took Spanish for like eight years in school or something and I mm -hmm. really should understand it. But because I don't, and I think that's stupid because I live in a country where lots of people speak Spanish, I need to learn Spanish again, just to be yeah. like a human in this country. That just seems like the, you know, it should be the norm. So anyway, I'm learning it. And what I'm finding is that I actually kind of know Spanish. Like, um, not really, you know, but I remember a lot more than I realized I did. And I also realized that when I was learning it, learning in quotations in school, I wasn't really learning it. And now I feel like I, I actually am. I'm, you know, understanding why the words are what they are and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, thankfully it's a lot easier than English or, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad that I did. Easier. I'm really glad that, that English is not the language that I had to learn as a secondary language yeah. because that would and be so crazy. Tough. When you think about how many people around the world, it's just automatic that they mm -hmm. learn English. There's entire countries. Yeah. I mean, We're India's so official unofficial language is English. Everybody speaks it. Um, but, uh, in certain places and certain people, the accent is so thick mm -hmm. that they might as well be speaking a different language. You, you really almost need a translator. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, so those people all learn their own native cause there's like however many hundreds of dialects of Indian uh, language in the country. So they all learn their native language and they all learn English. Yeah. Um, all their legal, all their like legal documents in the government are done in English and things like that. And same thing like I think in Asia. In all of Europe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all really embarrassing that we only learn one language here. Like it's I'm, so narcissistic. My teenager is taking Spanish for the first time and uh, he's in high school. Wow. So there has not been a foreign language offered to him at any point in public school through elementary and middle school. I just like, I wish that those immersion schools where they teach both, um, mm -hmm. they have a lot of French immersion schools here, um, mm -hmm. but they're crazy expensive and like private schools and that should mm -hmm. be every school. Like, I don't yeah. know which language we'd pick. I think the obvious choice would be Spanish because so many people speak but Spanish. You but you take Spanish in elementary school and public school? I did. Um, yeah, but it and was, I took French well, in elementary school and it was mandatory. You didn't get a choice. I feel like it was maybe like fifth grade or something. I, I mean, I don't remember when I started doing it. And I also don't remember when we started having the choice because in high school I took French hmm. for I two did years. Not know that. Mm -hmm. How did I not know that? Probably. I mean, I don't know French, but I mean, I felt like, well, I want to learn all the romance languages. Yeah. Um, and I'm really enjoying Duolingo. 
Like it's so fun and you really, you can sit and do it all day long because it only takes a few minutes to do one lesson and then you do tons and tons. So you see the same words over and over again and you can speak them, but you can also not speak them if you're in a place where you can't speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But you hear them and so you have to be able to hear them because for a long time I could read Spanish, but I Mm -hmm. could not speak it or, you know, write it or any of that. And so this is sort of teaching me because you also have to write it. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting better with where the accents are supposed to be and why they're supposed to be there and all of that. I don't know. I love it so much. Nice. I've never tried Duolingo, but what I was going to say about my teenager is he loves languages. And so he's been taking foreign languages on Duolingo totally of his own volition. I've never asked him or encouraged it on any level. And he went deep into like Norwegian for a while. Um, He's learned Japanese and I mean, not fluently, but he's spent a lot of time learning Japanese. Um, So yeah, my kiddo really loves um, French probably the most. And that was the first language that he started learning. And that's what really got him into learning languages. And then he had this goal that he wanted to learn all the languages, which I think Mm. is really awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. He might be recently embarking on Russian. Yeah. That's the newest one. So, yeah, so I'm glad that even though the school didn't offer foreign language up until this point, and Spanish is the one language, actually, that he's had no interest in learning. Um, so it's cool that he's getting a little bit of Spanish, finally. But Yeah, um, that's really cool. He's been really passionate about it, so I'm excited. We should be friends on Duolingo. Yes, and I should join Duolingo. You really should. It's so fun. Yeah, and it feels like productive. It's so much better than if you just have a few minutes. Um it's a good thing to hop on and just learn something real quick. And is it free? Yes. Yeah. See, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And you get little, they, um, you get streaks, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you do it a couple of days in a row and then they're like, Oh, good for you. It's so great. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, it's, it's aesthetically pleasing. I enjoy it. I like looking <laughs> at it. Um, it makes me feel like I'm doing something productive um, mm-hmm. and fun. And what I really like about it is that it isn't, um, it really, the lessons are really short. So I usually do a few of them at a time, but if I only have two minutes, then I can do a lesson in two minutes and it's no big. Wow. That's awesome. Well, yay. Duolingo. Hopefully yay, our, Duolingo. our newest, uh, podcast sponsor. <laughs> Please. All right. Well, moving on. What else? Moving right along. So I really wanted to talk to you about, especially since you have assured me that you're not harming any animals. I I want to talk about the fact that you basically live on a farm and that's my dream. So I, it's my dream too. I've wanted it since I was a little kid. Um, And my family, when I was growing up, my grandparents had a really big backyard you know, for Mm -hmm. the average family. Um, And it had a creek that ran through it. So I just felt like we were just like one step barely like off the mark from having like the hobby farm goal, which is like a small farm that's not really considered a working farm and you're not doing it for commercial purposes, right? Mm -hmm. It's all just for your enjoyment or a hobby. And so we bought this little bit of land and I tell you now, I thought it was so much land when I got it. And now I'm like, I need 
10 times the amount of land wow. that we have. Um, Cause it just becomes like this obsession and this passion and you just want to keep doing more and more. Um, but it all started, well, we had a horse and we were paying to board the horse and it mm-hmm. is outrageously expensive to board the horse. And then I got this new job and I'm working, you know, long hours. And so eventually we got to the point where we're just paying to board a horse that we get to like drop by once a month and say hello to and give treats. And I'm like, this really sucks. So let's get a piece of land where we can put the horse. That was the main goal. So we got the land. Yay. We got the horse. And then we got a second horse and then our friends bought a horse and they put our horse on the property. And I was like, I really want some chickens. And so my friend who has the horse on our property, he brings me 20 baby chicks. That is, I did not ask for 20 baby chicks. (laughs) I did not want 20 baby chicks. I'm thinking like four, four chickens. That's a lot. What do you do with 20 baby chicks? And did you have to like put them in heat lamp situations or something? I set them up in my living room in a big dog kennel. As you do. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, they spent the first, you know, several weeks of their life in my living room with a heat lamp and we're like giving them food and water every day and holding them and we named them, but they all look exactly the same. So whenever I go out, I just, you know, call them, you know, whatever chickens there, like, hey, Beulah. Because um, all the names I picked were Beulah and, oh my gosh. Not Bola? Not Bola. <laughs> That's a good name. Oh my gosh. Beulah and something else like to me that's like a really funny like old timey country name. Bertha. Beulah and Bertha. Oh Bertha. And so whoever's whoever I see first, I'm, that's Beulah and Bertha. But anyway, so we raise these 20 chickens in this kennel. Well, while that's happening, I go one day to the feed store with my husband. I stay in the car with the baby. He runs in. He's taking a really long time to get horse feed. And he comes out and hands me a box. And in this box is six baby ducks. I said, well, what kind of ducks are these? I don't know. That's even the know. right kind of husband. He doesn't Here's even know ducks. what kind of ducks he bought me. So, and you know, most ducks are yellow and look just totally the same when they're little. So, uh-huh. so then we set up another kennel next to the chickens and we start raising the ducks in the living room too. And then one day, shortly after the pandemic started, uh, my husband says, let's get in the truck. We're going to buy goats. And so literally we get in the truck and he just goes and we buy five goats, two mom goats and three baby goats. Mm -hmm. And one of those had been, um, one of the baby goats had been disowned by its mother. It was a triplet. And so we would have to bottle feed this goat. And so every day, twice a day, we bring this goat in the house and it sits on our laps and we bottle feed it. It was literally the most precious thing. And I think at this point in my life, goats are like my favorite animal of all time. I would never eat a goat ever. Even think about eating a goat. Oh my gosh. They're like so cute and funny and smart. And anyway, I love a goat and they have the craziest looking eyes. So yes, they do. Aren't they like rectangular or something? They're yeah. Well, they're like, um, like they're like squished ovals. It's so weird. But um, they just love you. These goats are very friendly and they love us. And of course, that little goat was our special favorite, which was especially difficult since last weekend, my son went out to feed them and he was dead. 
no, no known cause, no visible signs of injury, just laying there dead. So that's, that's the saddest know, thing ever. That's the hard part of the, the farm, you know, yeah. even if you don't choose to kill your animals uh, or use them for meat, they do die. We, we did have one chicken who got a broken leg. Um, actually, mm-hmm. one of the goats stepped on her leg and um, we separated her and we cared for her um, and she just eventually died. I guess she just, I don't know, like she was getting food and water. She was eating. She seemed happy. And then I guess she yeah. just had had enough. I don't know. That's so you know, sad. It's a lonely existence because you can't leave an injured duck, uh, chicken with other chickens. So what do you kill it. do with all these animals? So is it like a sanctuary just- where you just like keep them i mean is the is the plan to like rescue animals that need rescue i mean i would really like to it's i just don't i'm not sure exactly how you get in on that i'm always keeping my eyes open for um you know a needing to rehome situation Mm -hmm. so we're definitely open to that for now i feel like i've basically rescued animals you know from you know, commercial situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure those chickens would have gone into some other more commercial environment uh, or would have been, you know, become meat chickens uh, mm-hmm. somewhere else. So I feel like, you know, even though at this point we've bought all of our um, animals, you know, we're, we're ensuring that they're going to have a happy life where their number one purpose is just to enjoy living and us to enjoy taking care of them. It's really fun to go feed chickens and to go feed uh, goats. And they're but really yeah, they good all for like, together. don't they That's, eat like mosquitoes and ticks and like bugs and stuff and like that? Chickens and do. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun because the chickens, they have free roam of the whole property. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say now that the chickens definitely own the property and they just allow us to live there. Um, so yeah, they they can roam, you know, there's about five acres of the property that they mm-hmm. probably um, have easy access to without, um, getting too far from the coop. And, um, yeah, I mean, they eat like all the little bugs. They just go around and like peck at the ground and, um, don't you have pigs too? Yeah. So my friend that has the horse on our property, he also bought two pigs and has those on our property as well, but I don't interact with them too much. They're not really mine and pigs are pretty, these pigs are pretty aggressive. Um, they're not like super friendly, like pet pigs. He gets along really well with them. They know him. I don't really go down there enough to, to, to get to know them and they're not my, my pigs. So, but they're cute. I like to take pictures of them. The baby likes to feed them. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's there, but the main thing that I like is, uh, and that I consider to be the, the heart of our farm is, um, our chicken duck goat pasture so all those animals reside together in harmony and um it's so cute the chickens will like roost on the back of the goats and the goats are like totally like whatever about it so they'll just like be hanging out on the back of the goat um so it's really cute that's cool i really yeah oh yeah eggs yeah i mean i'm torn about the egg situation like yeah I'm, I think my husband would really love, well, for me, it's just more like I eat, um, this just egg stuff, which is made from mung beans. Oh, um, 
Yeah. And it's so good. So since I use that, I don't actually miss eggs that much. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't think if I had chickens just like roaming on my property, I don't think I would feel bad about eating their eggs if they weren't using them for anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't have a rooster, so we don't, we don't breed chickens. We're not contributing to the chicken population. <laughs> yeah. So it's that I yeah. like it, that wouldn't be like, I think my husband would love if we got like a backyard mm-hmm. full of eggs. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That would and be his favorite thing ever. So many eggs. Oh my gosh. 19 chickens. That's just way more. I'm lukewarm on eggs. I don't really love eggs. I'll go through phases with mm-hmm. them. Um, I do feed my baby an egg every day, a fresh chicken or duck egg every day, and she just absolutely loves it. And my goal for her life is that she never eats an egg that isn't from our farm. Um, so, I mean, my issue with eggs is definitely like the the moral issue about the way that um, chicken eggs are farmed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but I don't love the texture of eggs all yeah. the time. So anyway, I eat one occasionally, but I, again, I could have been fine with like two or three chickens for as yeah. much eggs as, as we use. Um, so. Yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. And having them roam free is like way different than just having a tiny little coop where they're all living yeah. in little cages for their whole lives. I oh. love pigs. Like I really, really love pigs. So um, pre-pandemic, we were volunteering occasionally at this place called Cotton Branch Farm Sanctuary. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you um, water the pigs and socialize the pigs because they have all these pigs, but a lot of them, they um, adopt out, you know, to people who aren't going to eat them and just have them as pets because pigs are super social animals. Yeah. And, um they're really smart and they're sweet. There was this one pig. Okay. There were lots of pigs that we really loved, but this one big, huge black pig with like a white belly would like come up and like nuzzle you and then want a belly rub and then just Mm roll over like a puppy or something it was just so cute and like they all have completely different personalities they get ornery if you're all up in their space and some of them are more territorial than others and some of them like follow you around and are like come pet me pet me pet me be my friend and they're just so adorable like they have such personalities and hanging out with them was so cool and I miss doing it during the pandemic. And I think that you can still go volunteer there. Um, but it's just, it's, we had kind of, here's the thing about volunteering at things, animal places, um, and probably anywhere, but I've only ever volunteered. Well, for the most part at animal places, um, sometimes there's not great instruction, Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I that's used to, a standard problem. <laughs> yeah, and I volunteered when I lived in San Diego at this place called Project Wildlife, where they would take in sick or injured animals and then put them back into the wild. And there was like a whole manual that you had to work through to volunteer there, and you worked through like a different section each shift, and you had to commit to like four hours a week or something. So it was mm-hmm. a real like commitment. And I only worked there when I was working a part-time job because I didn't have time to do it that much when I started working a full-time job. Um, but it was, you really learned how to take care of the animals and, 
and that's good. I enjoyed that. And then I had, I worked at this other, I'm not into aquariums, but I worked at like, or I volunteered at um, another aquarium there where they, it was like a research place and they had an aquarium that overlooked the beach and it was beautiful and oh. amazing. And it was all about like teaching, educating people about, um, you know, sea life. Like yeah. we always used to tell people life on the rocks is rough about like tide pools <laughs> and stuff. And then, That's you know, so cool. we would educate people about like not taking plants and animals or like mollusks or things from that, you know, that area because they're really important to the, the ecosystem. Yeah. But anyway, with that one, I had to go to a full day of, you know, teaching you how to do that. And then again, commit to a certain amount of time um, mm-hmm. to volunteer. But you know, with some other places, there's not a lot of instruction. And I think that it has to do with it just being difficult to get people to volunteer. So, you know, places want to accept anyone who's willing to do it um, because it is just a lot of like manual labor. And I love that. Like, that's my favorite thing. Like, let me, you know, put hay around places or whatever, but it would be good if you had like a little menu, a sign, a thing to read maybe before you go to do it so that you know what to do. So once the pandemic happened, I didn't really, I felt kind of weird about volunteering because like, I don't want to ask too many questions. And since I don't completely know what I'm doing there because I haven't like done every task, then Mm -hmm. I'd rather just not do it. Um, So that's like a thing that I think a lot of organizations could use a little help with is, is how to organize volunteers and get that Mm -hmm. machine rolling. Um, because I do think a lot of people enjoy volunteering at places like that because it's an experience that you would not have otherwise most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I learned so many cool things when I volunteered at that wildlife place. Like I got to feed birds all the time and pick up like big, huge cranes and learn how to, you know, hold them and, you know, feed little possums applesauce. And I mean, it was just, it was so cool. It was so super cool. Um, so that's a thing. Like if you're sitting at home and you're bored and you want to know what to do, go volunteer at an animal place. It's really Mm -hmm. fun and you learn all sorts of things and then you feel like you're doing something good because you are doing something good. Yeah. I think a lot of people think about like animal shelters or like you go Mm -hmm. to the cat room and pet cats, but there's, I know around us, there's so many different animal um, rescue centers that do all different kinds of animal rescue. Um, You know, large livestock, horses, pigs, Mm -hmm. um, and and they all volunteers. Yes, I do too. I'm not allowed to get a cow though. What? Cows are very expensive to feed. Oh, and, no. and take care they, of well so. if you have a lot of grass and and you live in a place where there's a lot of grass I assume we that's the kind of thing where we just don't have that much when you okay. like when you start talking about cows like because we you know we already have like 50 animals 50 60 animals that eat grass um yeah that, that are well that are are using that grass and so mm, um, that makes sense and I would want a cow to have a friend. Like that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. I would definitely want it to be a rescue situation. Like I'm not going to go buy a cow, even though I could totally justify buying a cow no, that's you'd have going to, to slaughter. It. Yeah, you'd but, have to rescue uh, cows. But then you're just, cows. yeah, you're just contributing back to the system. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it would, it would have to be a rescue situation and we want to move to a bigger property. So I can see down the road us maybe having, um, an animal sanctuary, but I think for right now we're trying, we're just getting our feet wet. Like, so we understand it's a, it's a thing. You have to get up every day at the same time early. And right now in Oregon, it's dark and raining mm -hmm. and cold at 7am. So it seems yeah. like a lot of work, but I will say that doing that kind of work. And I say that without doing that kind of work. So if I was doing that kind of work, I don't know if I would feel the same way. Um, I might get really lazy really fast. That said, <laughs> you're like, cause we haven't took a day off. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I mean, I can't imagine anything worse than sitting at a desk in a cubicle or in an office for the rest of my life and doing those types of jobs where you see something get done, you know, where mm -hmm. it's physical and you like building things, people who build houses I and know. things like that, where you actually see progress. Mm -hmm. You see it yeah. happening right in front of your eyes. Like, do you remember when we did that Habitat for Humanity? Was that in Beaufort? Yes. Oh uh, my no. gosh. That wasn't. Was that? Maybe I that think was. it was. I think it, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I think it was in Beaufort. That was the most fun thing ever. Like I, I remember used it on my resume for like the next 20 years. I have experience <laughs> I, building houses. I just remember building <laughs> a window and being like, I built a window. Like yeah. I know it's right there and it's going in a house that someone's going to actually live in. Like if I could do, and I've looked up since like how to do Habitat for Humanity, like all over the place, like in other countries or whatever. And it's something that you actually pay to do. Um, mm -hmm which I didn't understand, but it does completely make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I want to just do Habitat for Humanity, like as my, as what I do. Habitat for Humanity for like cows. Nice. Yeah. Cause cows. Is that a shelters. job? I, I hope so. I really, job. really hope so. Well, our, our horses need a shelter. So if you want to come out here and pay us to build a shelter for our horses, I mean, it just, that's how that works. <laughs> I, I just enjoy, I enjoy being physically tired at the end of the day because I actually worked hard. I enjoy building muscle and, you know, maintaining a healthy weight because I actually physically did something with my life instead of, because you know, I have to work out because I'm so sedentary, you know? Yeah. And again, I feel like I'm glamorizing this and like make, you know, romanticizing it. And I'm sure that it's, I know it's hard, hard, hard work, but I just and, and feel like we should great. be doing more like that. It's, it's the problem is that things go wrong. You know, yeah. when, when we have like this huge windstorm last week, unfortunately it didn't do any damage, but I mean, I was horrified, uh, you know, that a tree was going to kill our chickens crashing yeah, on the coop or something. A few months before that we had the wildfires, like suddenly it's not about just you and the, three humans that live with you anymore you suddenly are responsible for the lives of 50 animals they're mm -hmm. they, they can't you know like the idea of just because like to just leave them and escape the wildfire i'm like That's oh my so gosh terrifying. we have to have a safety plan yeah. for the animals where do they go how do they get there we can't we have one horse trailer that holds two horses at a time it would be you know dozens of trips to get all the animals there yeah. so 
I feel like the lifespan, that's probably why people's lifespans years ago when that's what they were doing were so much shorter because yeah, it seems really, really stressful and you're working Mm -hmm. so hard, but you're actually doing stuff that matters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure every, we're all doing something that matters, like, you know, but it's just, it's different. Mm -hmm. There's just something different about working with your hands. And I I guess that's why we're all different. We can choose our different paths. I mean, and I feel you because I had been working in restaurants um, from the time I was old enough to work until I was uh, just right before I turned 20, I think. Yeah, right before I turned 20. And I decided I wanted to work outside and I was going to go do something just completely off the wall Mm -hmm. and go be a landscaper. And so I saw an ad for a landscaping company that needed just brunt workers and I went and applied and got the job. And my goal was to go out there and work circles around the guys and prove that a woman, because there, there wasn't like women in this yeah. profession. And there, and there was a whole sexist thing. You could just see when the guy interviewed me. And then in the morning when we met up before we went to our jobs, the conversation that they were having was generally not appropriate, you know, maybe for a woman. So you either have to become like one of the guys and be cool. But I really wanted to work outside with my hands. I think the mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity experience had sort of opened that up for me. And I did that for um, a few years until I became a massage therapist. But um, yeah, it was hard work. I lost a bunch of weight doing it. But I wanted to tell you this thing. So every time we'd be on the work truck, because you all ride on the work truck uh, mm-hmm. together to the job. And the foreman, who I guess been on the crew probably the longest, um, every time he saw somebody jogging through the neighborhood, he would say, they must not have enough to do <laughs> every right. single time. And I, that always stuck with me because you better believe none of us were getting up before work to go jogging. We were working all day. We were exhausted. Our muscles were sore at the end of every day, all day, you know? And, um, you didn't need to go work out. That was actually a lot of the reason I did it. I'm like, I don't have to set out workout time. I'm outdoors. I'm, you know, doing something with my hands. You do get to see, like we would do these big projects, planting, you know, um, like an apartment complex is like all new bushes and flowers and things like entirely Mm -hmm. new gardens. And you can step back and be like, wow, we did that. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't want to get into a whole thing here. I just think what it comes down to, I think ideally is just living in smaller communities Mm -hmm. and, um, like instead of going big with this and being like, let's all build houses or whatever. (laughs) It's like living in smaller communities, knowing where you get your food from. So everybody has a garden that can have a garden. Everybody, you know I mean? Cause that's really, you want like a work-life balance. So it's like, let's work in an office for half a day and then work in a garden or help somebody build their house or do something for the other half of the day, you know, and mm-hmm. learn more than one skill. Like what, whatever happened to people learning skills? I don't, I don't know enough skills. I really don't know enough things. Like I, I mean, I wish that I had learned an actual skill instead Mm -hmm. of maybe spending so much time in college learning concepts Yeah, or talking about concepts. That's exactly why I dropped out of college in my twenties and went to massage school. Cause I'm like, I am learning a tangible like work skill. There is a job at the end of this. 
having a degree in, let's go through the degree programs I was in, anthropology. There's Me too. no job at the end of that one. Um, sociology. Me yeah, too. Not, not that much. <laughs> music, music major for piano oh, nice. performance. No job at the end of that one. Cause a nose you know job. I'm going to be no job. <laughs> There's no job at the end of that one. You know, the <laughs> symphony has one concert pianist. Probably a nose job as well. And a nose job, which, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I just, I was like, well, everything I'm interested in doesn't equal a real job or equals a job that just has absolutely nothing to do with what yeah. you went to school for. So why go to school for it anyway? And I just right. got really disillusioned with it and, and quit and then went to massage school. Um, and then there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm tired of doing this. The, mm -hmm. There's a lot of issues um, I could bring up and maybe one day I will about the massage industry and it bleeds over into all of those um, beauty industry jobs, uh, hairstylists, they experience the same, same type of situations. Um, but, but truly you're not treated fairly in that profession. Um, and there's a lot of uh, background to that, but uh, needless to say, there was no pension plan, no 401k. Um, you don't even get like workman's comp as a massage therapist. So if I was to be injured on the job, um, that would just be too bad for me. Yeah. So that just to me did not feel sustainable as I was growing older and I didn't see any way that I was going to be financially stable from doing a job like that. And so that's why I finally was like, okay, I'm going to go. But I was like, but I'm only going to law school and I'm, I'm only focused on getting this degree because I know it equals mm -hmm. you know, one of these jobs. There was like a handful of jobs. I knew one. I knew there was a, a mediation job. I was absolutely guaranteed. Uh, I ended up going a different path, but, um, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely still. I think we could talk about that, that for a long time about. Oh yeah. Cause we kind of did things thing. backwards. Yeah. Like we, we, I mean, always right. like you're now more setting off onto your like self-exploration, self-employment type thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so just kind of over that situation. Now I like to do it as a hobby. Like I'm a hobbyist. Well, I mean, that's what I did before, but I, you know, I, I played by the rules for a long time and realized that didn't get, yeah. that didn't get me anywhere. No, I was always like for years, like, man, I can't believe you go to work every day, mm -hmm. all day. That's crazy to me. Like who yeah. would do that? And now I do that. Now I, you know, sort of in quotations, I don't go to work per se, yeah. but, but you know, but I do have that nine to five office job that you, you know, had most of the time you've been an adult. And, um, you know, it's got its challenges, but I'm doing a job I love. So that helps. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, doing something that you love or, and I told, you know what, I'm going to pause this conversation right here because I feel like this is a whole separate situation and we could be talking about this for hours. So probably instead, I want to tell you about this new show that I'm watching. I definitely want to hear about it. All right. Now, I will say that I have been watching a lot of Sister Wives. Oh, my God, Kelly. Um, now, this is a show is that, that a good or bad thing? I watched for a while, and then it wasn't on Hulu anymore, so I missed mm -hmm. several seasons. And now I don't have Hulu anymore. I have Philo, and it's all on Philo, so I'm catching up. I'm, you know, a few years behind, but catching up on the many, many, many 
brown family peoples. Um, Okay. So that's just a, I'm just side noting that that's what I'm watching sometimes when I'm making dinner and not listening to podcasts or, you know, whatever, because otherwise I'm listening to podcasts. Um, I'm watching this show called uh, The Osbournes Want to Believe, I think it's called. So it's Ozzy and Sharon and their Mm -hmm. son, Jack. And Jack shows them clips, like paranormal clips. What? And then has, and like the goal is to like get them to, closer to believing in this paranormal stuff so there's there are aliens there are bigfoot stuff there's just like random orby weird things there are ghosts there's all the stuff but it's just so cute i love it so much and you know after we eat dinner we watch a show or two and that's the show that my husband and i are watching together right now and it's like a so adorable you don't have to think about it it's cute it's off the wall I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to find out whether or not Ozzy and Sharon end up believing. Um, and it's fun. I like it. See, this is the great thing about being Ozzy Osbourne or, or a person of that status. Like, people are interested in watching you react and not believe stuff. Like, that's not going to work for me and you. Like, nobody cares if we sat and reacted to We're, we're right now talking about that on a podcast that people listen to. <laughs> That is actually what we are doing. We are living that dream. We are. As we I gotta tell you, I love love the the Osbournes. I love the Osbournes. So I think the Osbournes was the first ever reality show Mm -hmm. I watched. It was certainly uh, a genre that I'm still pretty resistant to. I think it's really stupid. And it's all I like. um, It's all I care about. (laughs) I can't with scripted TV anymore. There are some that I can and I have learned to love. But I remember loving the Osbournes and I will never forget this time Ozzy was like stumbling around the house trying to find the chocolate. Like Sharon had hidden the chocolate and he was complaining about how American chocolate is such garbage and only it's like true. European chocolate is any good. And that English sticks chocolate, with me every time I see my husband with a Hershey's bar. I'm like, buy some European chocolate. Ozzy said, you know, didn't you remember yeah. from 20 years ago when Ozzy said? So, you know, they did another show not that long ago, like Osborne's Road Trip or something, where they mm-hmm. basically rented a big RV and they all went on this road trip and then they would stop in different locations and do that mm-hmm. episode on like their experiences. I watched a few episodes. It was actually very hard to get into, even as adorable as Ozzy and family are. Well, watch. Jack I- has a show, I think it's called Portals to Hell. And it's a paranormal show where he goes and does ghost investigations and stuff. Oh. Which, and this is just a spawn from that. Gotcha. Okay. So I didn't even know about that. I'm not really up to date on my Osbournes. I'm not either. Uh, but I, like nice. I said, I have Philo and I need things to watch that are mindless when mm-hmm. I'm cook, especially when I'm cooking, because I can't pay attention to something and cook. And while I'd like to listen to podcasts when I cook, I usually listen to monster podcasts or ghost podcasts or paranormal podcasts because I occasionally I'll listen to the Jen Kirkman podcast because I just love it but I can't pay attention to things and cook at the same time yeah a lot of times I used to have a podcast back when I was pregnant that I strictly listened to in my office Mm -hmm. um, when I was tired 
uh, and, and just, or just working because I just knew I wasn't going to pay attention and I couldn't pay attention. And I didn't find the podcast that interesting. It was a true crime podcast and I don't remember the name of it. And mm-hmm. I would never blast them as like something I don't like on our podcast anyway, but it was like my, um, I'm not actually listening, but I really get addicted to hearing a person talking in the background. So like I would get to work and have to turn off my podcast that I'm actually listening to. Mm-hmm. So I would turn on this other podcast that I wasn't going to listen to and literally just play it all day. I went through like eight seasons and like a month because I'm literally playing it like eight hours a day and I have no idea what's happening um, yep, at there. all. But it was just like always in the background, this lady with this kind of monotonous voice talking. But I'm wondering if you like supernatural podcasts, have you listened to the, it's kind of a newer one. It's called Supernatural with Ashley Flowers. I don't like it. You just hate the crime junkies girls. I I hate, hate is a strong word and I like to be compassionate. Um, (laughs) And you know, what's weird is that I got you, I got you into crime junkies and now I can't crazy about it. I'm so great. I bought my first merch last week. You never showed it to me. I want to see it. So cool. It's in the wash. I wash everything. And now I'm like way Mm -hmm. behind on laundry. I'm going to take a picture of it. Okay, cool. It's so cute. I I Um, love it. The baby loves it. Everybody loves it. But yeah, I have listened to it and that's actually one... I'll have to be careful about how I say this since we just <laughs> weren't going to bash anything. I don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. it. I just don't like it. And so sometimes I will put it on um, and, you know, have it on, but I don't pay that much it's attention It's one of your not listening to? I don't really like That's it. So I just sad. don't like it. I love everything I about it. I am a Patreon you know, I'm on their Patreon. Um, and so I have to be honest, I haven't listened to the Supernatural podcast because I'm not that into the Supernatural stuff, but I love Ashley's voice. So now I'm listening to it just because I want to hear her voice. And mm. I'm out of um, That's what uh, I don't uh, Crime Junkies episodes to listen to. But yeah, I breezed through the, like, the backlog of um, episodes when I got into them probably like oh, a year and a half ago mm-hmm. now. Um, and then I just felt like so empty and my life felt directionless <laughs> when I ran out of, you know, episodes and had to wait every single week for a new episode to come mm-hmm. out. So yeah, so, yeah I'm I so mean, behind on every podcast now that I don't think I'll ever feel like that again. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, so I started Supernatural. I'm okay. actually into it because it's still crime related. So it's not all ghost alien stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like the the stories the crime stories where there isn't any rational explanation and there's not necessarily a supernatural explanation either it's just like a total mystery you know it just makes no sense at all um so there could be a supernatural explanation so anyway Hmm. i like it it's probably going to be my new binge podcast Okay. Until I run out of, I mean, there's only so many episodes of that, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to get into a new podcast because I'm so into the way people's voices sound. It's like the number one thing. I hear you. I have to be interested in what they say. I do follow maybe 60 plus podcasts. I know you're like an addict, Kelly. And I think (laughs) I just, I just want 
a different podcast for whatever mood I'm in. And I feel that, you know what, this is probably why I like reality shows too, because I mm -hmm. want a different reality show for whatever mood I'm in. I don't want to have to completely invest, you know, in like a whole situation because with scripted TV, I really have to pay attention to it. I have mm -hmm. to put down my ladle you know, and like, or my knife or whatever uh, kitchen utensil I'm using and mm -hmm. look at the screen. And with a reality show, I don't have to do that. I can just go, okay, someone's doing something with someone. All right. I'll figure this out later. It's not important. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about what we're thankful for this week. Honestly, so thankful. Uh, just to go back on what we we're talking about earlier to have my little farm because I'm going to tell you it came at a perfect time. Um, we got this, you know, land and, and started getting these animals right when the pandemic or right before the pandemic was kind of setting in. And it's been definitely a sanctuary for us as humans to when there's not anywhere else to go. Cause we're back in like, I'm back in basically full lockdown mode. I'm not leaving home. The fact that I went to the grocery store last night was crazy. And I'm thankful that we have our podcast, which is another fantastic way for me to spend time instead of going out and doing entertainment. Um, this is pretty entertaining. And I love editing our podcast. I can't you wait. Do a I'm great like, job. Tonight, I'm going to get to edit. <laughs> it's like you could just dive totally into this world and nothing else exists when you're editing. It's something I learned to love years ago when I was doing a lot of music recording. Mm -hmm. um, and I would record a lot of the stuff that we were doing at our church, like stuff that I was doing in the choir or with the handbells or with our little band. And I found that there's like this zone, you know, mm -hmm. that you go into. And so I really look forward to that every week. And so I'm thankful nice. for our podcast and for editing. What about awesome. you? I am super thankful that you love editing and that Yay. you're so good at it because <laughs> It drives me insane yeah. to do that, to sit down. I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, you know, you put the headphones on and get in the zone. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just, it's so, I'm a big picture person. And it's a very intricate, small thing. And yeah. I, I'm so thankful that you enjoy doing that. Um, and then, so it was my birthday this week. And Ooh. like, it just... You know, we didn't do anything exciting or interesting, but I just had this wave beginning with you at like 4 a.m. your time <laughs> of people I love and care about contacting me, wishing me happy birthday, but mostly just like talking. You know, I just had mm -hmm. so many conversations with people yesterday and, um, I just felt so incredibly lucky to have all of you in my life and to really have this core group of people that have mostly been with me for a long time. And um, I just feel so, so grateful to have my friends um, and my family and um, that every one of you is part of my life. It's so great. I love doing this podcast. I love, you know, I love being able to hang out with my best friend without yeah. having to text. We can actually have conversations because prior to this pandemic, prior to doing this podcast, I wasn't doing a lot of talking on the phone or 
FaceTiming or any, I used to hate that kind of thing. And this is so fun. And I'm just, I don't know. I feel very loved and I love all my people and it's great. That's awesome. Well, Kelly, I'm grateful that you're grateful and I love all of your friends and all of our listeners and all of me too. I'm so happy that you guys listen to us and tell your friends. Um, I think that the biggest compliment that we've gotten about this podcast is that I have been told that it, it feels like sitting in a room with your friends and that's what this is. This is a room of friends and that's what we, that's the vibe that we want to put out. And, um, it just, it warms my heart. It really does. And, uh, and you're all welcome to be in the room with us for real. So email us, tell me something real podcast at gmail.com and tell us something you want to talk about. And then you can come on and talk with us and you can really be in the room. The Zoom that would be room. amazing. Yes. <laughs> you can be anywhere in the world and you can be in the room with us talking. Well, like I've said before, Kelly, I think that us talking is probably the best thing people could listen to. And I'm so glad that we're getting to share that. Just <laughs> 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 kidding. But I do think we have interesting conversations. We are not kidding. We're the best at <laughs> tell Ashley Flowers. That's right. <laughs> but her, but you know, she was my inspiration for, because yeah. you know, we talked about this, I think last week, right? That I didn't even know what a podcast was mm-hmm. when we started this three years ago. And so after we kind of did that test run at it, where it didn't really kind of work out, I, that's when I started listening to podcasts as a way of researching this, because I'm like, well, what is a podcast? What, what are you trying to accomplish? And, um, and when I ran across the crime junkies and at first I didn't like the banter between them, I didn't understand why the the second friend needed to be there responding, but then that grew on me. And I decided that that was what I liked the best about it. The true crime stories are great too, but I love that they've been friends forever. They're just like us and they love true crime just like we do. I don't know. I just feel like I have this like kindred spirit with them. And so that's kind of what I used to base how I wanted to be with you Um, Mm. and, and, but in our own way, you know, to bring out what our conversations are like. Um, And it's actually been this great tool for us to have a lot more conversations Mm -hmm. with each other. Cause yeah, we texted pretty much predominantly for the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. (laughs) We've been text friends only for like 15 years. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yay, technology. Moving. <laughs> <laughs> moving as far away from each other as humanly possible yeah. so, anyway, I so that we've created a podcast. I'll just be here. You just feel free to move okay. anywhere closer <laughs> anytime soon. All right. Well, we'll work on, that. on that note, I think we should say happy Thanksgiving. Remember what you're grateful for. I know this happy is a Thanksgiving. crazy year. Yeah. Appreciate the people around you. Yeah. Not not in other homes. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom Zoom meet with your own people. Absolutely. Um, we're definitely having a low key deal. Um, I'm gonna go home and make my pumpkin pie tonight. Um, but yeah, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, stay in small groups. Thanks for listening. Keep it real.